Sir, what's up, buddy? What's happening? How it's you all, doing, man? I'm all right, yeah, doing well. Such an honor to allow us to pop your podcast, Cherry. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Very much appreciated. Yeah, man. Yeah. So what's going on? Uh, well, I've come over. I've come over to Belfast. Well, I've come over to Bangor. I keep saying Belfast. It's not. It's Bangor, isn't it? <laughs> uh, come over to Bangor, obviously, to see you guys and, and see Hendo. I've uh, come over to get some treatment. Uh, to sort of speed along the process of a post-surgery, I suppose. I've been waiting since the start of this year to get this surgery and I've um, I managed to squeeze in a cancellation and sort of be a bit ahead of schedule. So with with this with this injury and obviously with the recovery, I'm just trying to find like little shortcuts here and there to sort of get me back on the bike quicker. So I've I've like with ringing up the hospital and stuff, I managed to get cancellations for appointments and put me like a couple of weeks ahead. And then obviously with with getting the cancellation for the actual surgery, that's put me like I'd probably say about a month or two months ahead. And then being able to come over and, and having good connections with you guys and and uh, and with with the magical stuff you do with your machine and all your knowledge about the body, it's good to come over and obviously again hit another shortcut and mm. speed up the process of of, of the ankle injury. Uh, yeah. So what happened? So at the start of the year. I was riding my local skate park. Well, I know what happens, mate. <laughs> well, yeah. So I was, I was riding my local skate park, and I'd I'd um, I'd done a trick. So I'd done a three sixty to fakey, and then I was gonna do another fakey three sixty when I'd come back onto the quarter pipe. And as I've done that, I've decided right, I'll throw a bar spin in it. I've landed nothing abnormal, like landed perfectly upright. There was no tweak, no nothing, no tweak in the ankle, and I've 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 even got the clip as well. And I, I've like analyzed the clip, and I can't see anything wrong with it. But when when I'd landed, I felt this like sharp clicking pain in my ankle, and like I, I couldn't I couldn't like put my finger on it. And then within like five minutes, I, I felt like this horrible burning sensation in my ankle, and I took my shoe off. And then at that point, it just it just ballooned right up. So I was walking barefoot on the on just the, on the ground of the skate park to sort of feel like what's gone on. Like like you know yourself and your body like like something's up. So I was walking about and it was probably like five or ten steps and I'd felt this like buckle in my ankle and like it just it sent like a it just sent me white within like like I just felt sick and just did, but still couldn't pinpoint whatever I just felt. So I'd like I sat on the floor for a bit and was just chatting to everyone, just like like just going over like what's just happened, like and then looking back at the clip and then like did you see anything? No, I didn't see anything either, but it doesn't look like anything on the video. So it was like okay. I'll go to the hospital over it. Like, I, I don't tend to go to the hospital over things. I, like, I, I usually just, I, I, I trust myself to know, like, all right, it is a bit sore, but it's nothing I've I've not dealt with before. Um, so after, like, speaking to the, my mates and everything, and I finally decided, right, I'll get up off the floor. Like, I, I, I just couldn't walk. It was, like, excruciating pain. I'm thinking, like, I'm I'm not being, not being a wimp here. Like, I, something is up. Something's going on. So I'd went to the hospital uh, the next morning because it like Raman like I, I don't know whether it's like like that over here but if you go midday you're not getting seen till night time do you know what I mean so I went I went first thing in the morning uh, I'd managed to get crutches from my mum and dad's I went to my mum and dad's on the way home and I got crutches because obviously it's not my first injury so I'm pretty well prepared there I've got a wheelchair if, if need be Um <laughs> Fingers crossed, I don't need yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it comes with the territory. Yeah, yeah. definitely, yeah. Mm. But um, I'd, I'd went to the hospital, I'd got an x-ray, and the nurse that was uh, analysing the x-ray after it and sort of giving me like a little diagnosis, 
Um, she was just telling me that, oh, as you can see here, the swelling. And obviously you could see in the x-ray, yeah, there is a bit, bit of swelling. There's no fracture. But because I'd seen that there was no fracture and it's, it's caused this amount of pain and swelling of essentially a click, do you know what I mean? Something that's clicked inside my ankle. I was persistent that something was wrong, so I, I'd like then followed up with a few questions, but she didn't really want to give me the time of day, and fair enough, like, she has got a busy day ahead of her, but she wouldn't even give me the five minutes to sort of answer the questions. She was just trying to, like, push it off, like, no, it's this, go away, just blame it on the swelling. And I've sprained my ankle many times, but it's never clicked, and it's never made, it's never made me go all sick within, do you know what I mean? So... I sort of second doubted myself. I was gonna get a boot. My mate Cam had a boot there, and I've already got the crutches. So I'm thinking, all right, this like maybe immobilise it, sort of give it time to to heal up. Because when I've come over to you previously about like like um, little tweaks in my wrist and stuff, you want me to sort of keep it as still as I can and just stay relaxed with it, so that it can heal and give yeah. it time to heal. So I thought, same instance, like it's just mm. happened. It's still fresh. My body knows something's going on. So if I sort of immobilise it, maybe it might it might sort of sort of fix itself. So because the hospital not really giving me much time of day with it, I started asking about my mates if they knew any like specialists or anyone or any physios. And I had a mate, Joe Sprout. He does a lot of BMX demos, does a lot of shows here, there and everywhere. And he does agency work as well. So sometimes it's like acting, sometimes it's on his bike, stuntman. Um, so he's got a very good physiotherapist by his side and his name's Simon. So he'd got me in cahoots with Simon and then me and Simon are chatting back and forth on the internet and then we'd have like phone consultations and then we were we were video calling and I was showing him like what I'm dealing with and like my ankle at this point sort of looks like a normal ankle. It's just at the back where it's like the little squidgy bit was still a bit swollen and you could see that in, in the photos like between um, between my left leg and between my right leg. You could see like there was still a little bit of swelling underneath Um again he's he's asked me how i've done it how i felt during the whole process and what's happening now with it like like even though it's immobile like how does it feel is it still making this weird click and then we come to terms with he diagnosed me with a thing called peroneal subluxation so it's dislocation of the peroneal tendon because the ligament that is supposed to hold it in place is no longer exist existent it's, it's it's not there so once he had told me that, like I, I just I, I felt like a proper clear head with everything because it ticked every box, and I wasn't I wasn't trying to, I wasn't trying to um, sort of make myself feel like that that fits the box. You know what I mean? Like I was just listening. It was like it was yeah. the actual tendon. Yeah, it's yeah. A tendon. Yeah, yeah. It's the yeah. tendon. So the yeah. ligament snaps. So the tendon that's just free moving. So when he was explaining it, I was just like, yeah, 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 exactly. Like, I wasn't just trying to latch onto that because it seemed like the first bit of information I was actually getting. It was like, I had done like a little bit of personal research myself, but as, as we I were said, chatting too, yeah, and you was, sent me the video and I was like, that yeah, is like, supposed see, to be rolling across yeah, the ankle bone. Definitely. Yeah. And I like, so obviously I was inquiring, I was trying to, trying to get some sort of answer. So I like, did all the people that I knew that about the body and stuff, it was like inquiring and it was like, ah, oh, right. And then this Simon guy, like, right, it's this. And I, like, I did, I, f I felt a bit happy. Like, obviously, I'm not happy that, that it's happened, but I felt happy of, yes. right, I'm at the next stage now. I sort of know what, what's going on. I'm going to go in and pack their heads. Mm -hmm. Like, right. It's nice to have yeah. connections. Yeah, definitely. And like, like, and, like that, that's a good thing about BMX. Like, it brings, like, so many different people from so many different backgrounds and different, different, like, motives. It just brings us all together. 
which, which is which is like what I'm very grateful in BMX. Like as, as much as you get to see everything, you get to meet all these people and you get to stay connected with these people all across the world. Like, so it's nice. Like so only- you had a nice like uh, circle of people that you can like call upon. Yeah, definitely, man. Like you feel you feel like you feel like. Um, like you can rely on them like you trust what they say and it like it's it's very like it gives you a good bit of closure knowing that like oh you're taking a casual approach on it it's like no it can't be sorted man there's no worries whereas if you go to a doctor and stuff they're saying you might never do this again and you can't do this and you need to make sure that you this and it's like oh my god like if i don't do that is me fuck gonna fall off like like that's that's how you're making out like but then you, you come to people that of like you you've you've learned you you've learned from like all these different ways to them they're like they're like through a book and stuff and and even still like you probably still do know a lot about the body but at the same time you're just giving me some pharmaceutical drugs and telling me to go away and that's like that's going to help treat the pain like as much as it's making me comfortable it's not really fixing the problem yeah, fixing and i don't want to be taking yeah. this so can it's it, like that that's why i sort of expand from that like i only go to the hospital to sort of get like a basic knowledge or something and then if, if i feel like i can go elsewhere i will go elsewhere but Obviously, it's like the last resort sort of thing. But yeah, people, yeah. Still, will go out the way to help you. Like, like don't get me wrong. There's a lot of them that are very outgoing and are lovely and like take care of you. Like, I'm very grateful for like being in a ward and like the nurses treating you because obviously you're helpless. You can't do anything, and you realise at that moment, it's like, all oh, right, I do sort of need these people to help me out. So, I am, I am grateful. For and, that, and especially like emergency situations yeah, or to yeah. actually surgically correct something yeah, once you yeah. realize like oh this is not going to heal on its own without some sort of intervention from a skilled surgeon you yeah, know it's it, like yeah. okay and then i go in get that fixed and then you go and do your recovery yeah definitely man so like i was speaking with the physiotherapist he's told me what it is and obviously with the ligament not being there then the peroneal tendon is free floating and that that was the pain that it was giving me and that that was why it was making me feel sick was because it was dislocating and as it's dislocating it's rolling over the ankle joint mm. and I'd like it, it, it took a, took a bit to sort of wrap my head around how it comes out and what sort of way it comes out and if it gets stuck or if it doesn't get stuck and ways to get it back in so like learning that was very weird but to start off with it like it knocked me sick and then it just became that frequent that I wasn't even bothered about it. Like, like in that sense, anyway, it didn't make me sick at that point. It, like, it just made me annoyed. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, there'd be little clicks. Little clicks would be fine. Like, no pain. Just maybe a slight bit of discomfort whilst it's out. And I'd just give my foot a little wiggle and i go back in. But then, like, with work and stuff, or, like, literally something as simple as jogging. Like, I don't jog. Do you know what I mean? But sometimes just take, like, a little leap to just, like, you know, like, maybe avoid something out the way or just, like, jump that step. Something you just like unconsciously just do without even second doubting. I'm doing that and I'm getting like this throbbing pain in my ankle because it's just dislocated, but it's dislocated like very vigorously and then pop back in. So it leaves like a horrible throbbing pain and then my ankle will swell up again. So it's like I'm going back and forth with my ankle heel, like going down, going back up. So. Uh, like so you I, aren't getting any kind of resolution? Not really, mm. no. And you're not really noticing any difference. So. Mm. And were you still riding? Well, to start off with, when I'd went to the hospital and he said, no, it's a sprain, I'd carried on walking because that's what they do. They get you to carry on walking and, and go about your day because otherwise your, um, your your ligaments and stuff and your tendons get stiff. So they were like, no, carry on walking on it. 
And like that, it was it was that month that I was walking. I was thinking, there's, like, there's just so surely more to this. Like, this is not right. So seeing the physio, and the physio told me I should have been immobilized in a boot straight away, and I should have been resting it. Do you know what I mean? So when I thought like, oh, I can go and get a boot off my mate and immobilize it, I should have essentially trusted my gut with that because I did have that gut feeling. But the the little doubts in your head creep in, and then it's like, oh, right, okay, now nah, maybe I'll just sort of. I'll sort of like, I'll, what's the word? Like, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with what they've, they've told me, but I still don't really feel like that's the right way about it. But I didn't have anything else to latch onto, so that's why I was like second out myself. Like, right, okay, I might just be a bit, might just be a bit stubborn in this situation, and it might sort of fix itself. And then I was in the boot for like three months, and whilst I was in the boot, I was riding, yeah, but I wasn't riding like how I normally ride. Like I, I just got a jump bike. So it's got suspension on, so that I found out that that like once I'd come out the boot, like that had helped a lot as well. Um, but whilst I was in the boot, I wasn't I wasn't going anywhere. Like I wasn't going over to Ramworks, and that's only like a fifteen minute drive. But I w- I wasn't going there because I knew I couldn't ride properly. So it was just like staying local, sort of, and because because my work is related on a bike. Like I ride a bike around delivering food. Or like I work in a bike shop, so I've got to be testing the bikes that I've then fixed or I've built up to make sure that they're running smoothly. Um, I was just going down to like, we've just got a new local pump track. It's not very big, but it's just something fun. It's literally like two minutes down the road. I've only got a ride there. And and it's it's like a nice middle ground as well because my brother lives like across the road from the park as well. So it's like, it's been a few times. I'd just be like, ring him or text him or vice versa. It's like, yo, want to go and ride the pump track? And that's like, that's, that's something sick. Like I... Like, I've not actually had that with my brother for a good good while, like a good few years, because mm. when he was like 12, 13, he'd done a backflip on a scooter and he'd, he'd ruined his knee, all the ligaments in his knee. So mm. any sort of physical activity was sort of out of bounds and he couldn't really let go and enjoy because he was so concerned about his knee. So it was hard to sort of like meet up with him and like ride bikes and stuff. Obviously we could do different things, but it was like we grew up riding bikes and scooters and stuff together. Like he was always on the scooters and I was on the bikes. And then sometimes it got to a point where it's like, I'm bored of the bike. Have you got a spare scooter? And we'll just go, we'll go down to the bottom of the road and we'll wax up a curb and just have a mess about. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Something as simple as that. But it was always growing up with my brother, like we'd always ride together. We'd go these places. Yeah, yeah. Together. So you guys whether, are like reconnecting. Yeah, yeah. So whether he's like on a scooter or a bike, like it didn't matter because he was having fun doing his tricks. And it's like, yeah, sick to see and then like same with so you go visit me, yeah. him and yeah yeah so so it, like we only we, we, we live like local to, locally to, to each other still like i only live on the other side of the shopping center but do you know what i mean like the, your daily activity and stuff and like your, your routine and stuff sort of like doesn't mix at some point so when you do get free time it's like it, it's nice so yeah just messaging like ah oh, do you want to come down to the local pump track and we'll just have a pedal so i was doing that for a bit in the booth and that's really gentle. For yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. casual. Like, there's, yeah. it's just, it's just speed and agility. That's all it is. There's no, there's no tricks involved, really. Mm-hmm. Like, like I would do like, like a little, like a little trick or something. But it's nothing. It's nothing drastic. You know what I mean? Like, I know that there's at least a ninety nine success rate, ninety nine percent success rate on landing that trick because it's something I've done for years. So, I'm, I was very like cautious with everything, and then, I'd go down to the local skate park as well, which is only down the road, and. That was more just like for for social gatherings, really, because I couldn't really ride how I'd want to. Um, it was more just keeping me sane, like floating about and and interacting with my mates rather than just wake up, put the boots on, go to work, come home, take the boots off, rest. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you need that for yeah, the mind because and of the, Yeah, definitely. You need to sort of change your day up because otherwise it's like Groundhog Day, day in, day out, and the, the days are just going by like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that. I like I like enjoying my day. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? So like, at what point did you realize, like, this is not healing? Um, so it was like, it was like three months in. So I was still in the boot. I was still using the boot. That's a long time. It man. is a long time. Yeah. But like with the physiotherapist had told me if, if you immobilize it long enough, it should essentially still heal because he said he, even though it had been a month and I was walking on it, it's still early stages. So there's like he said it was pretty much like a fifty fifty percent chance that it was gonna heal on its own. But in but my, did he know about that that specific yeah, diagnosis yeah, I, of the I, peroneal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the sublaxion. Yeah, so he's the one that told me about it, and there's ways that it can heal. And then he said, obviously, this is this, the guy this that is from Joe. From Joe, yeah. yeah this okay. Is, this, so is, this is the physio, Simon, yeah. Simon, so, yeah. So Simon had, um, Simon had, uh, like, he, 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 like, helped me out a lot. And I, especially, like, I don't I don't expect anything from anyone, but, like, he's helped me out. He's and con- uh, stayed in, like, constant communication with me. How's it feeling today? Are you still wearing a boot? Are you riding your bike? Are you not riding your bike? If you're riding your bike, make sure that you have that boot on. Yeah. Try and have that boot on in the house for and the majority knows, of the day. He knows because he works with like stunts yeah, and guys yeah. like yeah, you, right? And yeah. Gals, so, yeah. so with with Sprout and his background and all sorts of stuff like that, like I felt reassured, like, okay, I am getting the information that I need now. So I was I was sticking with it. I was I stayed in the boot. He said he said that I could take my boot off for driving and for like going to sleep and stuff which was still convenient because then i was still able to drop my girlfriend off at work and i was still able to like just go about my day and obviously get some sleep because you realize when you've got a cast on that you can't take off it's annoying to get comfy mm-hmm. do you know what i mean so it was nice to just still be able to do that but i'd i'd persist and was like right okay i'll stick this out i'll keep the boot on because i want to heal and, and if and if, if you're telling me that three months and then it should essentially maybe like so that particular condition can't heal on its yeah, own yeah yeah oh, wow. but it has to be treated straight away so mm. obviously with that month before i'd seen simon it was that's why it was like a 50 50 chance oh. of it healing so when I'd finally, he'd messaged again saying like, how long's it been now? And we were talking about it and he's like, well, have you tried to like test your ankle out? Have you seen like, have you felt like what it's like? And I was like, yeah, mate, like, unfortunately it still feels the exact same. Like it feels no different. And then, cause, I'd, cause every other week I was sending him photos of like my ankles. He wanted it like a specific position here so I can see this and then from the back, so I can see the swelling from the back. And he's like, right, okay, it still looks the same. And I'm like, well, it's still doing the same thing. Like, so realistically, in my mind, I'm thinking I do need to go right down the surgery route now, otherwise I am wasting more time. Mm-hmm. So I'm three months in and I've still, I, there's, there's no benefit to any of what I've done, anything of what I've done. It's, I'm still where I am in January. Yeah. And it's like end of March, start of April. I'm thinking like, oh, no. So I went to the hospital and I'd explained, I've still got problems with my ankle. Um, I was diagnosed in January and he said that it was a sprain, but I knew it wasn't a sprain. It's this, it's this, it's this. And obviously when you go to the to the hospital with your own sort of information, they think, ah, yeah, you're just a little Google bandit and you've just gone on Google yeah, and you've Dr. just had Google. a look at this and yeah. you've diagnosed you're the yourself, expert, all yeah. this, and yeah, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And obviously that was the vibe that I got when I explained it. But then when I explained that I was speaking to a physiotherapist in Northampton, like, oh, he specializes in this and he's told me it's this. He sort of like, he just just sort of zoned out for like 10 seconds. And then he was like, 
right okay and so have you seen this physio in person it's like well no i haven't seen him in person i've had phone consultations and i've i've had like facetime calls with him and and i've showed him like what's going on with my ankle i've sent him loads of photos and he sort of played on that like well well you haven't actually seen him have you and it's like mate like come on like i'm just I'm, I'm here to get help like i'm not here to tell you you're wrong and i'm right i'll just yeah i know it's not a sprain mate and that's all i'm coming across is don't have a look and tell me it's a sprain because i know it's not a sprain mate just mm. if you could if you're able to help me out and sort of dive into it a bit deeper i will be appreciative of your time that's all i was getting at, and he was like all oh, right okay um and then yeah, that's the thing i don't understand about these kind of attitudes where you yeah. actually like come in for help maybe they come across a lot of people that are like hypochondriacs or something yeah but or, or ones that are sort of that are know-it-alls and they are like they are yeah yeah like you're them. wrong yeah, and yeah, like yeah, having like so, some so kind i do of, understand that you've got to sort of keep your guard up in that sense mm. but i did I, I still went in like a very casual approach with it and i was just reeling off the information that i was given so maybe he could bounce back and be like oh yeah i know about that and so and so but he just it, it wasn't like that to start off with so once we sort of broke that barrier, it was a bit, all right, okay, we'll get you in for an MRI scan, we'll see what's going on in there, and then once we've got the results, we sort of know where to go from there. And I was like, right, okay, yeah, it's sound, that, that, that's good. I felt felt a bit better after that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, like, they were like, um, so you'll get, a, you'll get a letter or a text message, you'll get one or the other within, a, within about a week's time, and you'll, you'll get your MRI date and stuff and, and we'll have you in for an appointment. He said, usually you'll get the text first and then shortly after follows the letter through your door. I was like, all right, yeah, so I'm like, nothing I'd, nothing I'd had heard of before, like, do you know what I mean? And then it'd been a month and I was like, oh, wow. But like, I'd got, I got cause, because I was like, because I'd put my mind at ease, like, oh, I'm getting an MRI scan and they're going to be able to sort it out. That's no worries. I've sort of like gone back to work with like, no worries. Like, oh yeah, they're going to message me. And then I've got stuck in with work and then I've realised it's been a month. I've not had a text and I've not, not had this and I think like, wow. So my dad's like, you need to keep pestering them otherwise they will forget. And I understand the deal with loads of people throughout the day so they will forget. Like I'm just another John Doe, do you know what I mean? Like I'm just any bog standard guy that needs something fixing. So I'd, um, I rang up the hospital and it took like three or four days of ringing. Like I was getting passed around to all these different like these different parts of the hospital, orthopedic, fracture clinic, appointments, um, and like no one was no one was like getting back to me. Or I'd be on the phone for like forty minutes getting passed to all these people. I'd be on hold to this last person for like ten minutes, and it just go boop, and you're like you're like oh. yes, like nice. The only hour I've got out of my day, I've sat yeah. I sat on lunch to try and ring you so up, annoying. and I've just been fucked about. So. It was it was a bit like heavy on the head, like it sort of like put me. You're looking at the same four walls and doing the same thing day in day out, and there's only so much you can do to sort of tweak your day up. And it was just getting to the point again where it's like, right, it's Groundhog Day. Like, do I want to go and ride the pump track? Do I want to just go down a local park? Do I want to go to work? Do I want to just go walk around shopping? No, because then I've got a big boot on and I'm limping about. So it sort of put me in a bit of a. Um, sort of in like a bad mindset not like not like like a well yeah i, I suppose I, I was proper miserable like i wasn't i wasn't snappy or anything like that I, I knew i knew i was like my mood had changed and that affects people around you but i weren't trying to take it out on anyone but i could see like in my girlfriend she was like because obviously you feed off each other don't you so i like i realized like she's a bit down in the dumps to say oh it's because i'm like that and i say ah oh. but i couldn't help it and it was like 
because obviously I'm a very active person and all of a sudden like I've not had an, uh, like a serious injury in, in like years so to to be going from like such an active lifestyle day in day out to just nothing and you're just sort of having to adapt to that it like it does take a toll on your mind and that so when I finally got through like after three or four days um, I was like listen like I'm just feeling a bit like feeling a bit like bad in my head and looking at the same four balls and stuff and I'd, I'd like I seem to be going down a slippery sort of slope and I just I just like some sort of closure because obviously everyone was just messing me about on when I did get a chance to get on the phone. It was like, right, okay, like I'm just going to say how it is and if they can help me, they can help me, do you know what I mean? Because they, cause they don't tend to do that, do you know what I mean? If you, if you persist, then they sort of put you forward. Mm. So I was like, all right, I just told them, I was like, listen, like I'm in the house day in, day out, like there's only so much you can do with me day, like... I've gone from being a very active person to just not at all and it's it's taken a toll on me like mentally and physically like and it's affecting the people around me so like I, I just need an MRI scan and they were like yeah yeah no worries you want to come in Sunday and I was like <laughs> uh, yeah alright yeah so I'm just thinking like why has that took you so long like mm. I was like people were meant to get in contact with me and you go oh yeah yeah there's a note here saying that oh yeah has no one contacted you no it's like well no that's why I'm ringing you do you mm. know what I mean? That's why I've rang you the past three, four days on a run. So I was like, okay, went in for the MRI scan. And then I had a physio appointment after it, which is like a week later. And she'd already seen the results for my MRI, even though I hadn't had my MRI scan results yet. Mm. And she's like, oh, yeah, the, the, the tendon that you've, you've, you've uh, having trouble with, the peroneal one, it's meant to show as like a light grey on the MRI scan. But on your scan, it was showing as black which shows that it's some sort of inflammation. And obviously, if it's inflamed, then something in your ankle is causing that. I was like, okay, so it's obviously going to be when it when it dislocates and rolls over my ankle. And she was like, yeah, that's likely what it's going to be. She gave me that physical exam um, where, where she'd scooped the thumb underneath it and it popped out. And it was like the first time thinking like, oh, like... I, like like I've showed like three or four doctors and I've had like I've had like assessments and and it's not seemed to have popped out which it it always does that doesn't it like you you have any sort of like injury or like it's like it's like when you're taking your car to get fixed because it's making this weird noise and then the mechanics there the noise is non-existent it's like that that's mine that that's our secret noise that that that's just me and you that mm. so like w- with my ankle it wasn't doing what it was doing day in day out because I had all eyes on it. So when this physio managed to actually scoop it out with a thumb, obviously it sounds a bit disgusting, like she's scooping out the tendon with the thumb. It was only like a little bit of discomfort, but like it was like I finally got someone in the hospital that has seen what I am going through. Like, mm-hmm. so I asked her, like, can you do it a couple more times? And she was just like, oh no, no, I won't do that. I was like, honestly, yeah. I said I would rather you just analyze it and see what it's doing so that you you know what's going on because it's the first time it's happened i feel like i'm crying wolf and like like i, I am able to do things with me day but i do so much stuff that i'm handicapped with and it's annoying because people think like oh just suck it up because i can like because i can walk and because i can pedal a bike but i can't i can't i can't stand on my tiptoes on the on the right leg <laughs> <laughs> so i can't stand on my tiptoes on the right leg without it popping out you know like simple things like that so like taking strides up the stairs if i go right foot first rather than left it, it wouldn't come out but if i went left and then like point my right one out it'd pop out and mm-hmm. it's like i say i'm going up 20 stairs it'd come out at least 10 times it's yeah like, oh, what's going on yeah so to have her actually be able to scoop it out and finally have someone on my side like okay yeah i can see something's going on there mm-hmm. she's seen my mri scan 
it's showing as inflamed. Let's get something done about it. So I like I had like I had like this rush and like I I felt like I, again felt good again. It was like after they telling me they're gonna give me an MRI, I felt good again. I was perked up, but this time I didn't let my guard down. I was thinking like right, if I've not heard from you in a week, I'm ringing you, and then if I'm not heard you again, I'll give it a couple of days and I'm ringing you again. Like I am gonna peck head. Like I'm sick of this now. Um, and where was the timeline at this point? At this point, I'm about four months in, four and a half months in. Um, and then because I'm because I'm persistently ringing up, I'd rang up on I think it was like a Tuesday, and asked if they had had my MRI results yet. And I knew they had because the physio I'd seen like the week before had already seen the results. And she said that she's not really meant to share the results, but she can tell me like a little bit of what's gone on, because obviously the doctor's meant to analyse it and tell me what's going on and what he can do. So she filled me in that the that the uh, tendon was inflamed, which I knew already because there's the whole reason for the swelling. Um, so like a week's gone by and I'm ringing up saying like, oh, like I've got an appointment for the end of next month, but is there any chance she can get me in like a cancellation? Like a physio's told me that she's seen my MRI results, so they are available now. Any chance you can just get me in so I can talk, like they can just talk about it to me just so I know what the next step is. And they're like, oh, we, we've not really got any cancellations at the minute. Like, we, we can put you on a list, like, and we'll give you the call. So it was like, that was, like, the best option. It was like, okay, put me on a list and just give me a call or whatever. And then it was, like, the end of that month. So it's still, like, it was the end of May was meant to be, like, my appointment to see what my MRI results were, even though that's, like, it was, like, at the, at the time I got the MRI, it was, like, nearly two months before it. So why am I coming back in two months to to look at results that are available within like 10 days do you know what I mean so I'd um, I managed to get like a cancellation so it was the start of May instead of the end of May and I've went down and it's like there's two different hospitals so there's one called Arrow Park and then there's one called Clatterbridge and each one specifies in seven, like lower limb specialist and then like there's, or other could be for like I don't know like whatever hospitals are for, do you know what I mean? Like, they have, they have special people in to specialise in whatever in one hospital and then, like, like, Clatterbridge specialised in, like, cancer patients and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but they also, like, specialised in, like, lower limbs and everything. So they sent me there. And when I'd went there, I'd met this, this doctor called Phil Dean. And he was analysing my MRI scans and I was under the under the care of someone called uh, Michael Hennessy, which was like the, the doctor overall that was like that I was under and he was if if it was going to happen, he was going to operate on me. So I was under the care of him. He'd got me the MRI scan and stuff and discussing the results with this doctor, uh, Dr. Phil, yeah, like, <laughs> like American Dr. Phil, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, he, he, again, like, the physio had filled me in saying they might say there's no evidence of it, of it, like, doing what you're saying it's doing so just be just be wary of that so when i went in obviously my guards right up because i know there's a problem with it don't try and tell me there's nothing wrong with it so he's told me oh yeah like we, we have seen a bit of inflammation but there's still no evidence of it dislocating and so like I, I like i didn't i didn't flip or anything but i was just a bit more like stem of it like listen mate like i know there's something going on here please don't just try and diagnose me and just get just get off because like I'm in no mood for that. Like I've been in that that mental state for like the past five months now. Mm. Please just tell me that there's like a door I can take that will get me out of this. So he's like, um, he's like, yeah. So there's no evidence. 
and I got my phone out. I was like, listen, mate, I said, I know there's evidence. I said, I've made a folder on my phone. I've got all different photos of how my ankle is. I said, I've got videos of how it pops out, where it pops out. I've got slow-mo videos a lot. I said, don't you tell me there's no evidence. So he's like, oh, right, okay, you've got videos, have you? Can you show me? And I was thinking, all right, okay, like, <laughs> the, the first doctor that actually wants to, like, look at the video, because the first doctor, after I'd explained, like, what I thought was wrong with me, he was asking me to explain it, and I said, oh, I can show you the video of how I've actually done it, and I'll show you the video of it coming out. And he was like, well, no, can you not just explain it to me? I was like, mate, like, I'm going to throw a load of BMX lingo at you. You're going to nod your head as if you think I, you know what you're on about. And then you're going to try and diagnose me. Can I not just show you the video and explain as I go along? And then you know the gist of everything. Mm-hmm. I'll explain how it's felt, whatever. And then you can tell me whatever. But please just give me the time of day to just have a look at what I've got here. Because it means a lot to me getting this fixed. And I'd like you to just know exactly what's going on. So obviously off that first experience when, he had, when this Dr. Phil had said... Oh, right, okay, you got videos, like, show me. I was thinking, like, yes, like, someone on my side, like, go on. So I started showing him the video, and it's in slow motion as it is anyway. And then he's like, right, go back, play that slower. And he's, like, he's, like, getting very enticed now, and he's, like, mm. he's like looking in. And he's like, right, okay, so, oh, so it doesn't actually roll over completely. It gets stuck there. What does it feel like when it gets stuck there? Is there a tension in the side? I was like, yeah, down the side of my car feels dead tight. He's like, right, okay. And is there any discomfort? Is there any pain? I'm like, yeah, explain it. I'm thinking like, wow, okay, like, I, like I, this like wave of like, yeah, you're going to help me. Like, nice one. Nice. Um, he's like, give me five minutes. I go and discuss and I'll come back with some results. And I'm like, thinking like, is right. Like, I'm getting somewhere. I think like, oh, like, but like trying to not get my hopes up as well because mm-hmm. obviously like I've been messed about for the past few months. And I was like, right, okay. And oh, and by the way, like throughout all this process at this point, once I'd come out the boot, I had started riding again because whilst I was waiting for my MRI, they took me out the boot and gave me a brace and said that the boot was too excessive. Um, and a brace would work just the same, but the boot wasn't wasn't dislocating my tendon because it was a one you could pump up. There was there was no room for it to pop out, so it was doing the job. So even though they were saying it was excessive, it was doing what it said on a tin. Okay. So when they gave me this brace, sort of like it, sort of like a bad thing they gave me a brace really because I know what I'm like. Do you know what I mean? It'll get to a point where I feel comfortable on it. And, oh, it's not popped out for a day. I'm gonna go and ride. Mm. So I just I tightened the brace up as much as I could, and I found that when I was riding my BMX. It was giving me a lot of grief, and because there's no suspension or anything on it, and I like, I don't run rock hard tires. I run about sixty psi, so it's sort of like in the middle. Like people run like flat, as like Hendo runs like double that, which is crazy. Like, I've not got the wrists or ankles for that these days. Like, so I like a little bit of squidge in it, but like okay. still fairly solid. But that was giving me grief. Like, I, and obviously a lot of my tricks involve my feet, so half my trick list's gone and it's like ah, I've got to sort of work around it and I just didn't feel like BMX is fun at that point because I've got to be cautious with everything that I do and I can't do this specific thing because oh, it's going to aggravate it and oh, I can't really do that because then that requires my right foot so there's a lot of mind games with riding BMX mm-hmm. and I just wanted to just chill and float about and everything yeah, but even yeah, that was not just like hyper analyzing <laughs> mm. yeah definitely so like that was just um sort of put put a downer again because I thought oh I might be able to just do like little things but even still I couldn't do little things on the BMX I was like oh so when I'd actually done my ankle I had not long just finished my jump bike project so it took probably about four months in total 
I've been wanting, I've been wanting a jump bike for years. Like I've just been on the fence about it, and obviously with like money situations, anytime I have like thought about going into it, something else has took my money. Do you know what I mean? So it, it was always one of them. And then my mate Joe had got me involved on one of his bikes. He gave me like a full suspension uh, downhill bike, and we went to this bike park in Wales called Revolution Bike Park, and I lent his bike for the day, and like. I like I I had this like I, I knew like ride bikes like do you know what I mean like it doesn't matter what you ride it's gonna be fun, but when I went Revolution Bike Park it was like a whole different world like I know I'm riding bikes but it just felt completely different mm. like you it's the same sort of tactics like using your bike you gotta have bike control speed and agility and do you know what I mean and being able to suss things out correctly so you don't overshoot it and that but like coming down like a mountain on this track that's been built like to perfection. And like you get you get this arm pump as well because you're rolling over so many rocks and ruts and and then you all of a sudden it's throwing you one way doing a jump like you've got to be so focused the whole time you're doing it, but even still it's it's just like this amazing rush of just adrenaline and you just like the smoother you land and the nicer you feel you you feel yourself loosening up and like you feel mm. like the like the little bit of style coming in you're like oh I'll do a little skid, <laughs> I'll yeah. skid over this little bam I'll, I'll 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 weave into this dead quick so it goes like that. And like and you're out in nature, literally yeah. like like you're away from everything. Like I'm used to like going to like a skate park in the city, so there's a lot of people coming past, people shouting stuff, like do tricks, and it's very loud. And obviously, it's, it's very polluted as well. So like when you do go to like like a natural out, environment, yeah, like outdoors. Out, out into Wales, into like into the into this nothingness, but like just forests and trees, and like your breathing's better. You you feel it as well. You feel it in your head. You're like, wow, this is crazy. But to just have all of this mashed into one with your mates like it was a newfound love like i was thinking like I, I need to i need to get a bike so i was looking at like different bikes and stuff and i was essentially gonna get this thing called like an enduro bike you can get a free ride bike you can there's all different styles of like suspension bikes you can get just it, it all depends on what you you're wanting to do with it so i was trying to go down this route of like a free ride bike which i can still like rag about like a bmx sort of obviously it's a it's, it's a lot weightier but you could still rag it about and still do your tricks and stuff, but also it's still compatible for these sort of courses that you're riding. So I was looking into getting one of them and then something come about and I, the one that I wanted was just gone and I didn't really like any of the ones that were available because I was just looking on getting a second hand one to start off with. And I was like, mm, not, not really tickling my fancy and I don't really want to spend like £2,000 on something that I don't really feel like, do you know what I mean? So... I was like, oh, maybe maybe I'll go into a hardtail, which is like a jump bike. It's still like a BMX style, but you've got suspension on the front. And you, you're still able to ride like a lot of bike parks. There's some bike parks that though that aren't compatible with that sort of stuff, but there's still a lot that are. So I thought, all right, that's a good like that's a good ground to get started on. Hardtail, I can ride skate parks, I can ride dirt jumps, and I can go to bike parks as well. So I thought, all right, I'll get cracking with that. So like I bit the bullet one day and just bought the frame there and then and I was like, right. I've got to finish it now. I've got I've got a frame there, and if I don't do anything with it, I've got a brand new frame there that's doing nothing but collecting dust. So I started that project, and I'd finished that project as I'd um, as I'd fucking <laughs> got this ankle injury. So uh, that was a bit of a downer. But once I'd, he gave me the brace, yes, I thought right, I'll have a go at the jump bike because the BMX weren't doing it. So I was like, right, okay, I'm new into this. I can't really do much on it. Proper rookie vibes. Let's let's have a go with this. So I started at the local park. I was just doing like the, the bog standard stuff, like three sixties and bar spins and stuff, just to sort of 
get the feel of how how the bike's going to throw yeah or what sort of weight you need to throw into it to be able to do this and and it was good because i was i was even though i was falling off on a lot of like stupid stuff it mm. was boss because i had this rookie vibe again like yeah yeah like beginner BMX, beginner yeah mind, yeah because yeah. it gets Learning. to the same point in bmx where like you know that you've got this skill set behind you and anything you want to progress into, you sort of got to be in the right mindset for because it's getting sort of serious now. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's like little little quirky things that you could probably do that doesn't yeah, require yeah. as much, but, but but just higher consequences. Yeah, 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 definitely, yeah. But like the certain things that you want to be able, like you're impressed with, like right, I want to do this, but it's like right, I've got to be in the mood for that because this is gonna be a big trick. So to 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 sort of have that vibe again of like starting out and learning like 360s mm. and like yeah, yeah. bar spins and that it was like I, I just fell in love with it again it was like mm. wow like I'm a, I'm a proper like rookie getting into it and I, I love it like I like I wonder how this is gonna feel like literally like a tail whip as well because you've got a bigger bike even though it's still the same sort of weight it's different geometries and <laughs> And it's longer and, and like you do the same sort of technique, but there's little things that you need to tweak to make that feel good on that bike, Right. which, which, which I love because I'm finding it out again. And then once I've sussed it out, I'm like a little kid and I'm like, yeah, like, <laughs> I, know to, I know how to do that now. Like yeah. I'm buzzing. That's cool. So that's I, what's helping you then. Yeah, definitely. Because like, of your mindset, you're really getting sad. Yeah. Cause yeah. I wasn't active. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so it, it's got me out the house it's kept me active and i thought right i'm diving into it and the brace was working the brace was working for the majority of things yeah like there was still some things where it was like oh that hurt that but it was mainly like landing flat on things and uh, if i cased something in a specific way or i'd realize i hadn't tightened the brace up enough so it, it did have room to move a bit because it was even though it didn't come out in the boot when it come out in the brace i'd have to take the brace off before i could pop it back in which is quite annoying because it was it just meant more discomfort for a long period of time so it was trying to get the brace off quickly so um yeah so during this time like i started riding the jump bike and was just like i started going to bike park this this uh, bike park that's about half an hour from me called pimbo bike park i met the owner there he's so sound just such a good vibe all the locals boss and it's just like there's just countless amounts of jumps but like it's all within a trail so once you start once you've dropped in you do the whole trail which takes about probably like probably the longest ones but like two three minutes and then you're at the end and you go back up to the top and it's just the same thing you're like right i'm gonna take this line here i'm gonna take this line here and again meeting like all different kinds of people as well like it's just like a friendly vibe everyone's loving it everyone's like yo you forks are nice, yo, your bike looks sick, yo, that thing you did over there was 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 sick before, oh, you made it look stylish, or how long have you been riding for? It's like, no way, man, like, that's crazy. Just, like, just dove into this new world, and everyone's dead friendly, and you think, like, this is something I could get into. Mm, and so, like, how is this world different from where you came from? So, with, like, with, like, BMX and stuff, like, you've, you've, you've got a, you've got a lot of friendly faces, you've got a lot of people that, like, doesn't matter whether they ride street trails or park riding, there's, there's a lot of people that are like, yeah, man, like, sick, that, that was, like, that peg thing you done over there was sick, or, yeah, that turn down you done there was boss, or that fucking 720 triple tail with to one under lander was amazing do you know what i mean like it's all different people that just enjoy riding bikes but then you've also got a lot of people that are very clicky and mm. this is where sort of egos come into effect like they put their ego first like like some people like like sometimes i've found where like we i travel a lot around the uk and especially since all this COVID stuff's come about, like I've had to like sort of expand around the UK. Like I was going to France and was going to Germany, going to Spain and stuff. Like they're the only real countries I've been to. I've been been over here. I've been Northern Ireland. I've been into Ireland as well. 
but like since since the the lockdown stuff hit, like I've had to I've had to sort of like go to like corners of the UK that I haven't really been before to see what's there and see if there's any places to ride and stuff. And you find that when you go to like like these new skate parks, and obviously like you're a new face to the majority of the people. I just try and be as friendly as I can. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm, and it, it's, it's, there's no falseness about it whatsoever or anything. Like, I'm not trying to be like that. Like, I'm just trying to be myself. Yeah. So you go into a park and you you just let on to everyone. Like, yo, man, how's it going? Yo, yo, yo. Like, I don't want a full on conversation with you, but I just like to to like you to know that I acknowledge you that you're here and just vice versa. Like, yo, man, what's happening? How's it going? And then we all just take turns to ride the park. That's how it should be. But you get a lot of people that like will go out their way just to not talk to you. Like all I've said is yo man, and you've shunned me away like that. Like, mm, yeah. And then that gives that gives me the feeling of like, who the fuck are you? Do you know what I mean? Mm. But obviously you've got to like, you, you've got to like walk past that, yeah, yeah, because yeah. that's like it's like, oh, like it's kind of like their home that, yeah. field. But it's like, bro, we're meant to be adults here, and you're shunning yeah, yeah, me away. Like, like why is it competitive? Like, I don't even know who you are. Like, mm-hmm. why are you being like that? Yeah, like yeah. like a competitive, competitive sort of vibe and, and yeah. territorial. But yeah. I know that they surf at different spots, and you'll get that territorial vibe. Yeah, you know, and they're all clicky. They're in a pack, and they all take time, uh, take turns trying to catch a wave. Yeah, yeah, and then they'll find a way to box you out. Right, and you're like the new guy, and you're like saying hi, you're waving everybody, you're paddling out. Yeah, that's it's it. It's the yeah. same kind of thing but, in that world. Yeah, but but then it was different when you went to this like mountain biking world. Yeah, yeah, yeah like everyone was just like I didn't know anyone, but everyone was like yo, 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 just dead casual, and that's that's all it should ever be like. Yeah, like if we ever get any local riders come down, like new, like new riders come down to the local park, like as a kid, like it was different as a kid because. The people that were riding, there was like only like a handful of people that were actually into riding bikes. Then there was always just more for like a social gathering. So the ones that were more for like a social gathering, when new kids would come down, they'd think, right, you're getting terrored. You're getting bullied. Do you know what I mean? Like you're the new victim. Like you're the new kid. Ah, look at your helmet. Look at your, look at your shoes. Look at your clothes. Ah, you can't even drop in. Ah, look at him. He just fell off. So like when I was growing up, I'd, I'd watch that and it's like, wow, like that's a proper horrible hostile vibe. Like he's just coming down to try and ride his bike or mm-hmm. ride the skateboard or scooter. It was mainly the scooters really, to be fair, because obviously when I started riding, it wasn't really much going on. Like he had like the foldable micro scooters and stuff. And then like, I think like Razor scooters come out and um, and then all of a sudden there was a boom. Scooter kids were everywhere. And then all these people had had this sort of ego and vibe of like, ah, we, we feed off like, fucking bullying you and you not being able to do certain things it was just like horrible to watch so like you sort of acknowledge that and like you take that on board so like like over like the past I don't know like six seven years like riding the local like any you see any new faces you're just like yo man how you doing you don't have to like bombard them with a conversation but just like they they know you know that they're there do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and to just try and just shun them away fucking silly isn't it so yeah you get any new faces it's like yo man what's happening oh, da, da, da. and the majority of the time you'll get like oh I, I don't want people laughing at me when i drop in and you're like mate that's not the vibe yeah i promise you like it's that's fine. cool yeah if you fall off mate yeah let us know if you if you're proper here we'll help you out but if you just took a tumble lad, no one's bothered and then like you'd, you'd see like one of us slam and then get up and then we just sort of like like not laugh, laugh at each other but just laugh it off like wow what happened there it's like oh mm-hmm. I don't know I've done this and you're like wow you better redeem yourself there I've seen you do loads of them and then you see like everyone sorts the guy alright oh, okay sort of let the guard down like oh okay it is alright and then you see them come back more often 
like you've got to make you've got to make called um got to make called Kieran. He's still he's probably like three or four years into riding now. But when he started riding, it was like that same sort of vibe. Like he like obviously had his group of mates coming, but you've noticed over the years he started to like bond with everyone down the local, and then all of a sudden he's become like a part of like the group, and it's like it's just such a casual thing now. Like to go from something he's come down on like a full complete bike, and he's just like with his mates and not really, not really doing much. He'd be be riding about. And then it's like he's dove into it, and then like everyone's like realize everyone sort of helps each other. It's like wow, and now he's like, he's like my right hand man for like the majority of things. It's like anyone game to do this, and he'll be first. I'm game. Let's go. It's like yeah, sick. That's so cool. it's just nice to have that sort of vibe of everything. But with BMX and that, like you do come with like it. it it's not rare, but it it doesn't like it doesn't that doesn't fill the sport. Do you know what I mean? Like don't get me wrong. There's a lot of like proper wholesome people and they're, they're like sick and I'll go and then they'll chat to you and they're the most friendliest people going but you do come across these certain vibes when you mm. when you travel about it's usually like the big dick of the skate park do you know mm. what I mean like it's his local park and he's been the top dog for years mm-hmm. and someone's come about and he feels threatened yeah. but that's not the vibe you're meant to be giving off and BMX you're just meant to ride and just have fun have fun if yeah. you see someone do something sick that you should feed off that and be like right I want to do something sick and then you both be like yeah that was sick yeah that was sick yeah <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah yeah you'd rather have something like that so I've noticed that in like the bigger bike world and obviously I'm still new to it and stuff but like the, the first few sessions I've had like very much enjoyable like it's just very casual and like just steady like if you let your guard down you'll have more fun so it's like yeah he's right but like just yeah, I'm before, glad like you brought that up because that is like a concern for a lot of newbies that are starting yeah or, definitely but you it's know, like, like that kids. in any sort of sport as well yeah, isn't it? like you, you can come across that yeah and it's generally in the more like competitive sports but it's like the street sports do have that like sort of territorial gangster kind of vibe but you know we were talking to matt gillespie about this and he said that he didn't realize like you know i guess in the bmx world it's not as prevalent as like some of the other sports extreme sports but also um the fact that like people feel like self-conscious so we started late i didn't get into it because of that like sort of clicky territorial vibe yeah, i yeah. wanted to the other reason was it hurt more when i fell on concrete versus like the water yeah, so yeah. i like preferred like riding waves but um the fact that like when you're starting you're just like self-conscious so it's almost like public speaking you're like afraid to like embarrass yourself yeah, yeah. right so um but back to what you were saying in terms of like your mental outlook of what you're going through and the frustration and sort of what was happening with the people you love around you and um i just think so cool that you were able to find something that could give you that little like sort of sense of like learning again and yeah. like you know like feeling like a rookie as you said yeah, just, and then just sparked again yeah the spark and um that you could like actually ride with the brace on yeah and so can we get back to the doctor and like what finally how did the surgery finally come about like he said okay hold on a sec let me talk and i'll get back to you yeah well you'll you'll, you'll probably notice in this pod tra- uh, podcast that i'll get rather sidetracked i'll tell oh, a no, story no. and then there'll be like seven different stories with dude it, it, it happens like i'm it. like that with anyone no, any of my mates can confirm you no know, we well. love it man I, yeah. I just like listening to your voice yeah you know i'm just like wow this guy's from liverpool the huh. different accent and you know you're you i just find people are really great at like storytelling yeah but um yeah just get back on it man yeah so i'd um so dr phil had gone out and he'd spoke to all his other doctors 
And when he'd come in, he gave me two options. And he's like, right, first option, we can leave it and see how it goes. And I just like gave him like this death <laughs> stare, like, come on, mate. Like it's been like four or five months now. That's off the table. And then he was like, I knew you'd say that. So the other option is surgery. And I was just like, slice me open, mate. Like there and I was like, okay, get the forms. Let me sign the forms. Not bothered. And he's like, right, okay. So so what, what we're going to do, because obviously he's, he's still saying like there's no evidence of it so they've got to be careful on their behalf and everything with what they say and what they say they're going to do so he was like right okay so it's it's sort of like an operation to sort of take a look we're not necessarily putting down on paper that we're gonna fix you we're gonna have a look to see if anything's repairable and if anything is repairable i will repair it and then if i've found a problem i will then dive a little bit deeper to have a look to see if there's any other problem that's causing this. So I I left that day. I was I was buzzing. I like I'd said mm. I, I'd rang my girlfriend. I was like, they're gonna operate on me. Like yeah. finally. And he had asked me as well, like, am I available on short notice? And I was like, if you can get me surgery next week tomorrow, I'll be there, mate. Not a problem. I said I would drop everything for it, and I would just come in because I've like at the start of the year I didn't expect this to take up the majority of my year, and here we are in July now, and I'm finally like on the mend the cast comes off next week and i can start building the chicken leg right back up <laughs> so um so yeah so i'd uh, i'd um he said that it's going to be like a, an operation to have a look and i'd went home and it was like a few days later probably like near on a week and i was dropping my brother off at the doctor's round round by ours because he had just broke his collarbone um, family of act- accident prones obviously uh, he was at the local pump track and he'd, he'd come off side on broke his collarbone so he was going for a uh, he was going for a check up with the doctor so I dropped him off and as I was I said to him because I was the only one that was able to drop him off that day everyone else was working I'd just come from work t- to take him to the hospital and then I had asked I'd asked him like oh let me know go in and ask how long you're going to be because if you're going to be a few hours getting like your scans and stuff then like, I'll go back to work for a bit before I come and get you. And he's like, oh, no, I'll sort me on my own. I was like, all right, Sam, but if you're only going to be about half an hour, I'll just wait for you. Like, there's no point in me going back to then come back and get you because it's just wasting petrol, do you know what I mean? So, all right, yeah, Sam. He was like, he was like, all right, I'll give you the ring in a minute when I know. I was like, all right, Sam. So he's walked into the doctors, and as, as I've seen him just walk in, as soon as he's disappeared, I've got a phone call. But I think it's him. Because it, it was like no caller ID and his phone, like his phone cocks up now and then. He'll text me on a different number and then I'll have his other number saved and I'll ring that number and he goes, yo. And you're like, what's going on? He's like, oh, I've still got two numbers. So I, like, I thought like, oh, it might just be he's turned his caller ID off. So I've answered the phone. I've gone, yo, so how long are you going to be then? <laughs> and, and, and they're like, hello, is this Michael? And I'm like, yeah, who's this? And, I, and then I... Because I didn't think it was my brother, I thought it was a scam caller. Oh no! So I was, oh, I was so nearly, nearly ready to just be like, "Why are you calling me?" And she's like, "Hello, is this Michael?" I'm like, "Yeah," and like, "Hi, it's so and so from uh, the orthopedic department." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're all right, yeah, yeah. We've got a cancellation for next Wednesday. Can you come in?" And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, because I was going, I had a, I had a holiday booked with my family to Cornwall for a week on the 17th of June and that had been set in stone since like February so I was like alright sound like initially it was just gonna be like my mum and dad and my little sister going down 
And then I heard my brother wanted to go as well. And I was like, all right, well, me and Sophie will come as well. Like, why not? Like, let's make it like a little family trip. I don't see why not. See if my other sister will be involved. But she was like busy. She's busy with like um, a uni work and stuff. So it was like, all right, fair enough. Like, there's other holidays. Like, they're going away again in August. So could do it then. But um, we had this holiday booked for the uh, 17th of June. And it was like week before. And they'd rang me like, oh, can you come in next Wednesday? And I was thinking like, oh, what, what date's next Wednesday? And I thought it was 15th. And I thought, no, I'll go away on the 15th. And then I was like, I was like, unfortunately, I was like, it, it pains me to say this, but I, I can't take it. Like I, the only holiday that I've booked, like I, I've, I've like, I've booked it and like I've, I've gone up, going away and, and it's a lot of money and like, it's not my money. So it's like, oh, I can't really be wasting that. And then I, I was like, I was like, I'm going to have to pass. And I was just devoed and I like I rang, oh. I rang my dad straight away and I was like, What day do we go away? And he's like, the seventeenth. And I was like, Oh I was like, oh, fifteenth. I was like I was like, right, I I've I've been given a cancellation for, for surgery next Wednesday. And he went, Well, you'd be a fool not to take it then, <laughs> And I was like, All right, sound, sound, I'm gonna button you now, button them. I rang back I rang back the hospital and I thought it was um Arrow Park, the other hospital that had rang me. So I was speaking, I was like, can you put me through to appointments? And they put me through to appointments. Like, Hi, I spoke to so-and-so about literally like two minutes ago on the phone. Her name's this. Um, and she's been telling me about cancellations. Right, okay, we'll put you through to cancellations. Put me through to cancellations. And then it, where, it, they were like, we haven't rang you. Did nothing to do with us. And I'm thinking like, you're having me off. Like, I swear someone just rang me. And then I just clicked. I was like, it might be the other hospital. So I was like, oh, okay, no worries. Got the number for the other hospital, rang the hospital. I was like, put me through to cancellations, please. And she put me through to cancellations. And I heard the same voice. And I was like, hi, you've just rang me before about about, about surgery uh, and a cancellation. She's like, uh, yeah, what's the name? Told them a name. And she's like, uh, oh, yeah. And I was like, have you gave that away yet? And she was like, I was literally about to ring someone. Oh. I was like, well, I was like, if it's not too much to ask, I can't actually do that date now. Just the the holidays not till two days after. I was like, so I, I rang my dad and stuff and found out. I was like, if that's still available, I will take that surgery. I said, yeah, okay, I'll put it through for you now. See you next Wednesday. And I was like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Like within a couple of days, I got my letter from a pre-op and stuff. I had mm. to go in on the Monday for like a like a COVID test and stuff, which which surprisingly, yeah, throughout the whole pandemic, yeah, was my first ever COVID test. Mm. Like I'd gone, I'd gone all this, all this time without a COVID test, and I finally like right, they've gone and shoved it up my nose, and that I've balked and fucking nearly spewed, and was like yeah, right, nasty. They've done all the stuff like weighing, yeah, and and obviously like your your heart rate and your height and stuff, and then the next day was surgery, and I was like, all right, okay, Sam, so I'm going in for surgery, so I've gone in. I've documented as well. Like I filmed a little bit on my GoPro and stuff, like got me little paper undies and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Where, where did you call it? Uh, the the sutures. Which ones? The, the, the picture of your ankle. Oh, the vajankle. Yeah, yeah. Cause, yeah, because it um, looks like a pair of lips, mate. <laughs> it's like it's got a pair of lips on yeah, your little it, ankle yeah. there. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, did, I went in and uh, they told me about an hour and a half. The, um, I previously snapped my leg, so I had some genuine knowledge of how, like, the put you to sleep and stuff and how they sort of make you better with the pain and they, they put these nerve blockers in um, and usually it is for like major surgery and stuff so he was telling me oh we're going to put some nerve blockers in um, and where do you do that like local in the, the ankle or like yeah you... like like around around where they've like caused some sort of trauma yeah they sort of put it above it so like any like any like signals go into it it's, it's blocked by these nerve blockers 
and um, they told me like, oh, you can get some permanent nerve damage from it at some point. Like, like it's not hundred percent, but it can happen. We've just got to let you know. And I knew from previously when I'd snapped my leg, I don't have any feeling on like the little curve of my foot here. But it's only like that little bit, and it, it's like a small price to pay to obviously have a fixed leg again. So I, I knew about that. I was like, right, okay. So I was like saying to him, like, oh, yeah, I've not got any feeling in the air because of the nerve blockers from when I snapped my leg. And he sort of was like, right, okay, we might reconsider then. I'll have a chat with the doctors and we'll let you know, obviously, after the surgery, what we've then done. Um, so it turns out the only put anesthetic in my leg. I don't know whether it was general or local. It's somewhere on my medical notes anyway. Okay. So uh, they just they put me under. Uh, IV gave me oxygen lights out woke up um, I was in like I don't, I don't know what it is like a remission it's not remission because that's something to do with cancer or something yeah. isn't it Look, like some yeah some recovery room anyway and the fellas there like looking at me and obviously I'm thinking like oh, I've probably been in and out and that and I just woke up I was like whoa like same again it, you just blink bam cast on fixed easy as that on your behalf mm-hmm. so it was like coming about and stuff Um they put me back in the ward and I was there overnight to just be monitored and stuff like heart rate and just make sure that the pain's okay. Um, the doctor come up and see me once I'd woke up and he said that the uh, that the surgery had went smoothly. He'd found bone fragments in there, so he's removed all the bone fragments. And then what they've done is they've scooped out where you've got a channel that your tendon sits in. And they were discussing like when the, the MRI results could come and obviously they were saying there's no evidence. They were saying like, well, there's a possibility that you've got a shallow channel that your tendon sits in and that's why it causes it to dislocate because it's it's not deep enough for it to sit in. So what they done was they grooved out that channel all behind the tendon. Wow. Yeah, and relocated the tendon um through like a different a different route so it wouldn't have that that same problem again. And then they've put like an artificial ligament in to keep that tendon in place. And I heard talks about it being like made out of some sort of Kevlar or something. I'm not too sure what it is made out mm. of, but it's, it's mimicking a, a ligament in there now. Amazing. So was in cadaver with Kevlar. Yeah, yeah, just something like that. Wow. And, um, so yeah, I've got I've got another week in the casting and I, I can sort of see yeah. how it feels and, and obviously the results. But so, going from an experimental surgery to finding like things that are wrong with it and then having to do like something so specific as grooving out the channel to make it sit in and then put another artificial ligament in mm. for me like that like I, I just felt like ecstatic when i woke up like yeah even, like a lot of people hate being in casts and stuff and and they're like oh i can't wait to be able to walk again and this i like i can't wait to be able to be back at what i was doing but i'm just so grateful to be at this point now and to be past the point that I need to be of like having like physical assistance from a doctor to sort of fix me up, I can go about the route of like the way I think my body should heal. And like, for instance, that's like coming over to see you guys and, and spending like a few days over here in Northern Ireland and, and just learning the ways about my body and stuff. And, and like, I, I'm doing like a little recovery video as well, but that, that'll probably be out in like a few months time because it's like a, it's a, like a long process, isn't it? I like, I essentially want to finish the video on like some sick riding clips, mm-hmm. but like, I'm just documenting the process as I go. And, um, but you could put it past, you know, and that everything has been yeah. physically fixed yeah, to the point where you can fully recover and never have it, like, cross your mind again. Yeah, right? definitely. Like, I know that I can put that to bed, and I know that that, like, like same with my leg. Once my leg was, was all done, and I had plated and screwed, and, it like, I, it, it built up again, and I'd seen, the, like, the muscle build up, and it was, like, the same as my other leg again, and it's like, right, okay, it does feel strong now, and I was reassured, right, 
that's never going to go again. It, it might go again in like a different way, but it, it'll be a completely different break. Do you know what I mean? But I'm not really paying attention to that because I don't want that to happen. But to know that like I'm on that other side now and I can I can go about my ways of healing was just I just felt I just felt dead happy. Like I was buzzing. Like I'm I'm buzzing to have this on. But I'm also like looking forward to getting it off. But I'm not impatient about it. Like I'm just fully embracing the whole healing period because I've like for the past six months before I actually got the surgery, that is what I've been praying on. Like just I would just want to be in that state there where I'm in a cast and I'm on crutches and it is what it is, and then I I can start building my leg up again and then I can get cracking and then I'm back to it and then I I'll sort of feel myself again because like during during the time like I'd. Um, I was going through this injury. Obviously, I wasn't traveling a lot, so I was like, I needed things to fill up my day. So I'd, I'd, I'd end up biting the bullet and bought a GoPro. I bought one of the little, the little Hero Max ones, the 360 cameras, and I just realized how convenient it was to have. Like, you can just put it in your pocket and take it anywhere. And the, the, the quality of like, of the videos is like, it's phenomenal. Like, it's so crisp and it's like the equivalent to like a, like a full-on camera. But like obviously carrying a full on camera everywhere is it's 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 a bit it's a bit more than just getting something out of your pocket and just being able to just document something so casually. And obviously you tend to have eyes on you as well if you've got like a load of equipment to say, Wow, he means business him and like obviously you don't mean business because you're just starting out, aren't you? Mm. So um to have something like that, I was like umming and on about making a YouTube for years. Like I used to I used to do it as a kid. I, I I've got an old channel there and like it's just got all the old clips of like just just things local and just mates riding or mates trying like new tricks and stuff but it's there for everyone to look back on and then I sort of like in my teen years like in my teen years I just sort of faded away from that because of a habit sort of took place and and then like obviously like like different people's mentalities and a lot of people weren't really into the whole YouTube and stuff back then like again like referring to like sort of clicky stuff you sort of like when you want to do something but your mates don't want to do it it's like it's hard for you to sort of like write a cable i need to sort of surround myself myself with like people that kind of want to do the same sort of thing so it like it comes about a bit easier and like if if these mates don't want to like do youtube and stuff then who do i do it with like i don't want to do it on my own like i'd like to i like i like documenting things like i, I try and do a video as if like it's like a day in the like not a day in the life but like you you're if you're watching it you're coming along with us this is what we're doing with our day and like you know it's sort of like make you feel like a, like a nice involvement sort of thing yeah, so, yeah you're part of it yeah so when i finally got cracking with this youtube it was because i, I needed to film a day out and i've like as soon as i've done like the first video i thought like all right yeah this this feels good like obviously you doubt yourself when you put it out and out and stuff but it, it got a few hundred views i think it's on like i don't know like 700 something views but like i'm happy with that i've I've dove into youtube of like a completely new youtube channel and i've got 700 people watching my videos you know what i mean like i think fair enough that's good that how can i turn that into like seven thousand mm -hmm. and then so on and so forth do you yep. know what i mean but all the while just having fun in the process because the main motive of it is to be able to sit there with my mates say like when we're 40 or something and to just look back on something just being like with, with obviously technology today it's nice to just be able to just look back on something so easily like oh do you remember this yeah let's watch it yeah let's let's watch that time that you crashed into this tree or you don't <laughs> you know what i mean so it, it's it's for that sort of purpose but at the same time i would like to grow so it's sort of two birds one stone mm -hmm. so it, it, it like as i say i'm documenting the the recovery and i i just hope hope to show like the ways that i've gone about 
the healing methods of and, and the shortcuts hopefully like people see the video and they think wow like I've I've never like 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 spreading the uh, the word of like the electro echoscope machine is like a lot of people that are, are unknown about it. Mm-hmm. So to be able to share that sort of knowledge and and have attention grow towards you about this this magic way of healing, it'd be great. You know what I mean? And, Appreciate and, that, man. And yeah. it's nice to have like people inquire about it, like because then because then you know who's like sort of actually paid attention to it. And it's like wow. What's that weird machine that you mm-hmm. you, you went and done? And that, that I've noticed that you you you're riding fucking well early. That's that's the, that's the whole motive that I'm trying to get off this video. Is like wow, he's back on his bike quick. Even though I've had like six months of just being messed about, when it's actually go time, get going. Yeah, imagine when if you actually were able to get in, get the surgery immediately. Yeah. Or let's say like you were a month in, you had the the boot on, you rested, it healed itself. But if you actually got treated with the equipment that early on with the surgery, where you had been, and obviously that didn't happen, but the fact that now it's a different timeline. You got the surgery, came over here, you get the treatment with the electroequiscope, and from that point, from the surgery, which was like uh, almost a month ago. Yeah, nearly right? a month ago. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the treatment, and then how fast are you going to get back on your bike doing tricks again, you know? So that's going to be really cool to see. Um, I think it's just neat that you're sharing this information out to people. Uh, Obviously, you uh, were open-minded to try it, you know? I mean, we met you through Hendo at Thunder Park, I think, with the first time we met you. I think the first time was uh, I, f- I think the first time was Ramp House. Oh, uh, Ramp House, yeah, Ramp House. yeah. I used to come down oh, to Ramp House, and that was that was the first time I'd um, the first treatment was on my wrist, and it, I'd I'd done something to my wrist a couple of weeks before at the local skate park, and I'd like landed on it, and it, it like I, I couldn't grip anything, and the sweller wouldn't go down, and obviously I wasn't really letting it rest either, so it was sort of aggravating it, and then it was when when I come over for that Ramp House jam. I couldn't ride practice. I hadn't rode, and any time I'd spent there, I'd just been drinking with all the locals and just having a good time because I couldn't ride. And then when Hendo introduced me to use, and we'd done that little hour session just 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 before, like there was a practice day the day before the competition. It was like you could notice the difference from where you were putting. Um, what what are what are they called? Uh, the electrodes. Yeah, the yeah. electrodes. Wherever yeah. you were putting the electrodes, you could see the swelling going down. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. Like, cause you thought like my wrist, my wrists are skinny as it is anyway. So you don't think nothing of it, but then for them to go even skinnier, it's like, wow, that's like, that's a difference that. And then you were, you were getting me to, to like squeeze my hand. And if there was any pain anywhere or, or any sharpness or anything to just, just let you know where it was. And it was like, like the first two times it was like, yeah, there's a little bit of, yeah, there's a little bit there. You worked your magic. And then it was like, how does that feel? And I'm like, yeah, that, like that. That feels that feels all right. That I've put my little tubey grip back on and I've gone out to to have a little practice. And then I've realised like ten minutes in, it doesn't hurt to squeeze. And I said, right, okay. So I dive into riding. It's like, okay, like it, it it's not hurting. Like, wow. Oh, okay. Sound like I landed a little bit flat, got a little bit of tweak, but then it went away. And I was like, right, okay, like. A week ago, if I had done that, I would have been sat in the corner, wrote it off, now nah, that's it, get me an ice pack. Like, But it was like, okay, like th- there was a little bit of pain, but it's gone away. And I was just sat there thinking, like, that's all within an hour with this machine. Like an hour. And I can ride my bike. 
And then it, it ended up like the next day the competition went on and I ended up winning it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. so like I've, I've, I've gone from just getting there and just, just boozing it up with all the locals because I couldn't ride and just wasn't really bothered. Like I was just, I was over for the vibe, I was over to see Hendo, over to see Matt and Mikey. And it was like, all right, yeah, like, so I'm not bothered. But then when, when I'd seen you and you'd sort me out, it was like, like oh my god like a, like a whole different like path had opened up like a door just opened it's like that's a mad way of healing and i i want to know more about that like i'd like to i'd definitely like to dive into that and then learning about your story and stuff and how you'd learned about it and you dealing with all these different people throughout the years like nfl stars and ufc fighters and just the life you live of traveling around and and then when you, you're coming over here and like you, you're like one of a kind especially in like europe as well you were telling me like there's you and like maybe one other person or something in europe that knows about all this knowledge and of then like, they work with horses yeah and yeah animals with vets, and stuff, yeah. yeah so yeah it's like wow like i've, I've struck a gold mine here yeah? like if, if you're one of a kind in like the whole of europe and like i i'm, I'm a, like we've got a connection now it's like right okay well, why it'd be silly of me not to dive down this route and see what it's about and obviously each time like i've only come to you like probably like a handful of times now but each time i leave with more information which is good because any any of my mates that have sort of a have like sort of like took like a an interest into like wow like what what's this about and like i've, I've been able to like relay that information onto them and then they're like whoa and like you could have you could have like a list of like clients to be able to come over like i remember trying to get like a few people together but everyone was a bit all over the place so mm -hmm. it wasn't really a, like a reliable sort of thing to do but yeah like, we'll figure it out yeah, over it. i always want to go to liverpool yeah definitely you'll yeah. have to come over mate definitely yeah, yeah we want to do that definitely yeah. you show know. you about the gaff i want to see where the beatles started yeah <laughs> Oh, go ahead. So how have you found electric exoscope this time? Is it like day four, I think, trading? Yeah, d yeah. day four. It's it's uh, just 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 the state as well. Like it's a completely painless treatment, isn't it? Like there's, there's no pain about it. Like there's no like you're not getting like mad electric shocks and you're thinking you're being tasered or anything like that. It's it's very <laughs> it, 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 it's a very it's a very calm and process. And I like that it I like that it puts me in like a calm and in like a, in like sort of like a calm and state because I just feel loose. I feel relaxed. I feel. I feel like reassured, and with, and with the with the acroscope coming over, like I've because I've cut a hole in the side of my cast, you can see from what it looked like. I've got photos from what it looked like at the start, and like just three or four days in, then past couple of weeks, of obviously not being over here, I've not noticed anything, and within three or four days, it's like whoa, crazy! Like it's closed right up. It it's not. It doesn't stick out as much. It doesn't look. It doesn't look as white. Like it's starting to get a bit of colour back into it, and today you managed to get a stitch out like my body's rejected I, the didn't, I didn't get the stitch out the your body got, got the yeah, stitch yeah. out with, with, it with, just spat it right at yeah. me all, all with <laughs> the help <laughs> of the machine <laughs> yeah. but that machine's helped like a phenomenal amount in such a short period of time and it it it'd just be nice to like spread the knowledge on it like it, it's it's crazy like my, my i've been told that i can put weight on my foot with the assistance of a crutch and um, to start off with, like, my body's, like, telling me, like, mm, it's a bit weak, it's a bit weary. And I, I could feel it like I was using the support of the cast rather than, like, the weight of my foot. So, like, obviously, like, the, the base of the cast on the heel is, like, thicker because, obviously, like, it's a it's a very big pressure point, isn't it? So, I've, I've like, I was using the, um, the heel of the cast to start off with to sort of put my weight on it. And then, like, I've, I've gone to, like, just have my foot on the floor... And then, like, if I'm walking, like, I can walk with the assistance of the crutch, and it's like, 
it actually feels all right. And then I like I think it was like two days in, I'd like the feeling like inside my actual leg felt stronger because I stretch of a morning, like you know, just like a little uh, like wake up and stretch. I get this weird tweak in my foot because obviously I can't stretch my foot right out like that. So it goes like back and forth, like dead quick like that. Like I've noticed when I've woke up, there's, it's not like a mad, there's no like mad twinge or anything or like a, a weird dull ache because it's like trying to stretch. There's nothing like that. It feels solid. And obviously like there's a lot of like muscle wastage and stuff. So it still will be weak, but all on the internal side of it, it, it feels just like the left one. Do you know what I mean? I'm digging your sock. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> sock. We've got, we've got pizza the pizza sock. sock. Yeah. It's your like turtles. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, and what was the yeah. sock yesterday? The popcorn? popcorn. Yeah, popcorn, popcorn sock. sock, yeah. When, when, it, when I got off the boat, I had the hot dog sock. Oh, hot dog sock. <laughs> no. no. Still what, got, what's next? What's got, next? Well, well, we've got the burger sock left. Oh, then, the burger and then, sock. And then we're all done for, the, uh, we're all done for that, that pair anyway. But yeah, I, I don't really wear these socks are just for i've got them there they're gonna stretch because they're on a cast so i might as well put them to some use so yeah i've got a nice white sock on and i've got a nice red pizza sock on <laughs> and you got a pink cast yeah pink with cast a cool on. little like you know gnome door in it yeah 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 because i know i'm gonna get a uh, i know i'm gonna get a like a little bollocking off the off the hospital so i just drawn a little door on where they've cut it out and if they ask what it is i'll just say it's air for ventilation <laughs> just open a little door it's brilliant yeah. the thing I love about it is that you know I mean pretty much most people when you're in a cast it's like okay you can't do physio you can't do whatever other kind of treatments that are there it's like no it can't happen and then you were like oh no 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 we can still treat Yeah, we can still treat and it was like even if you can't get access to the actual like surgery point you're like yeah no I can go like top and bottom I can still do it and then you're like no I'll get my dad cut a hole in the cast yeah, here we go like, uh, like if, if you can actually like cut a hole into that area where we can get access to it even better which is class because the thing is it hasn't it hasn't affected how the cast is doing its job no, it's not the, affecting the, it it hasn't changed the structure fine, yeah. of it yeah exactly so for me that was the first and I was like that's incredible and then to physically be able to see the site and see, oh, look, look what's happening. I can see the progress. I can, you know, I mean, that's class. Yeah. To be able to get that. It, it's it's nice to just like, like my dad's just all for whatever. Like, I was like, I was like with him reason, do you know what I mean? But it was like, when I told him about my wrist and stuff and when I come back and obviously I had, I had the trophy there to just be like, yeah, like I, you knew I couldn't grip anything before I went and look, I've gone and won the comp. He's like, right, okay, yeah. So when I'd explained it to him, he's like, yeah, like that seems like a bit of you. That you should you should stick with that sort of stuff. That seems a bit bit like you, because obviously like like bit hippie vibeish and like I like all like like having to take like like me CBD oil and then I've got me me foods, uh, me drink supplements, you know, just like taking like a more natural way of of like healing rather than like going down the pharmaceutical route. But he's like, yeah, that seems like a bit of you. That like that's all for you, like you should stick with that like that's good so when i had mentioned it to him like oh well tony said like oh he's able to help me out with 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 the treatment and stuff but he needs like he needs access to it so uh when i get a cast have you got anything in your shed of magic tools <laughs> that can you know sort me out he like, like takes out a circular saw yeah like like thinking thinking it's just gonna be an angle grinder and i'm yeah. just gonna have to brave it and just, <laughs> and just deal with He's it like but, are you gonna make sure i measure it right you know yeah definitely otherwise i've got a new vajankle <laughs> but uh, that's a big one there yeah but he just he whacks out this box 
he's got this little attachment, puts it on, and he goes, this is the same as what it is that they cut your cast off with. It's just a vibrating blade. And he just puts his hand on it to show me. It's like, that's it. Amazing. And I was like, all right. And you got a video that then, too. Yeah, a video that as well, yeah. And he's just going to town. He's, I've just drew like a little template of where I'd like it to be cut out. And he's just done it. No questions asked. He's just all on board. He's all a part of it. He he knows he knows I mean well with it and he's he's seen like throughout the years as well like with like I've had a broken ankle and stuff and like it's got to a point where I've just got annoyed right this is a story yeah so I got annoyed with having a cast on because I broke my ankle because the way it went about he'd X-rayed it on the day I'd done it to- showed me the X-rays analysed it and told me no it's just a sprain it's fine go away. And I've I've been called back in like three days later, same doctor, same X-rays from the same day, and he's gone. Oh, as you can see, yeah, and zoomed in about fucking like the grain of sand, like just one million times. And he's gone. As you can see here, there's a hairline fracture, so we're gonna cast you up for six to eight weeks. And I was thinking, you bastard! Like, there's a my mate Cam has a, a birthday private session every year at the Boneyard. He rents that out, and we go and ride it. And I was going to miss out on that. And then there was the Rampworks Halloween all-nighter, which, like, as a kid, to be able to ride all night in your favourite skate park, pff, mm. I couldn't wait for it. And there's all jams and there's thousands of people that come and say, wow, like, I'm ready for that. And for him to just go, like, yeah, we're going to catch you up for six to eight weeks. And I was just like, ah, oh, can't be bothered. And, like, I was walking on it for three, four days and it felt fine. Like, it was just a little bit, little bit achy. I was like, right, I'm in this cast and I'm looking at the cast and I'm thinking like, oh my God. And then my dad, as I said, like my dad, my dad's used to it. So I just started walking about on it after like two weeks thinking like, it doesn't hurt, it's fine. So I just start walking about on it, stop using my crutch. And then it got to the point where the cast was that flat on the bottom. It was just dead easy to walk about. And then it come to the point where Cam's private session was coming up and I wanted to ride it. So I was asking my dad, can you cut the cast off? Can you cut the cast off? And he's like, no, like I'm not cutting it off because I'll get in trouble with the hospital. When you go back, who's cut your cast off? Oh, well, dickhead has cut the cast off. Mm, do you know what I mean? So <laughs> instead of doing that, he's went and got one of his old shoes and he's cut the sole off of it. And he's just went and got the hot glue gun and he's just glued the bottom of my cast, glued this, the sole of this shoe whacked it right on put a bit of tape around it <laughs> and I went riding that night <laughs> with I the went, cast on with, with the, the cast on I, yeah, I went I went to the boneyard and I could do a few things and I was happy as long as I could float about and do a few things I wasn't bothered and because I had that sole of that shoe on it wasn't slippy so it it was enjoyable but shortly after that I cut the cast off and I just went and rode the, the Halloween all nighter anyway like it was, it was like my leg was fine. The only, the only thing that I did have a problem with was my Achilles heel being a bit tight. But that was just because of no movement for the for the time I was in the cast. But my dad's pretty on board with whatever I want to do. He knows that I'm, I sort of, sort of think of it logically. I need some sort of like reassurance here and there, or someone to tell me right now you shouldn't really be doing that. And then like, okay, but I know, I know myself how my body works, and if I feel like oh, I want to do this, I'll just do it. And my dad's on board. So I was like, right, I need you to cut a hole in this. And he's like, yeah, go ahead. Let me know when you need the hole cutting in and I'll just <laughs> I'll just do it. I'm like, yeah, go ahead, is right. So yeah, I think it was like, I think it was the day before I got the boat over, he cut a hole in it for me because he was going to do it the day I'd got the cast. I was like, but I, I don't go away for like a week and a half. So it's pointless having a, having a hole in it. So he'd cut a nice hole so it just fits back on, put a little bit of tape on, 
jobs are good. No yeah, problem. great and job. It's you been, can even tell. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been it's been about what six seven days with it with a hole in it, and the, the structure of the cast is still there. It's not cracked. Nothing, but I'm just ready to take me bollocking off the NHS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, I, um, hopefully, hopefully, though, when they see it, sorry, hopefully, though, that when they see it and see the progress of it, yeah, they'll think, like, all oh, right, okay, like, yeah, exactly. Can't really tell you off for this because it's looking good totally. and it is looking good. Totally. It speaks for itself. Yeah, yeah. you gotta I'm wind down here. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll definitely fill you in on that update because I reckon it'll be a nice smug moment because they <laughs> they were saying, no, we can't put a hole in the cast. And it's like, oh, all right, yeah, so because it's a bit, something a bit stupid of me to ask a nurse, you know what I mean? Because if they put a hole in my cast, then it's like, right, lawsuits. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know, like, I know I'm not like that, but they, they've just got to yeah. be certain. They got to say all the formalities to cover their asses for everything, you know? That's why they were like, oh, you know, we could just sit there and, let you rest it and see what happens or second option do surgery exploratory surgery but they have to like tell you everything to just like cover their ass yeah that's it yeah yeah so it's like understandable and fair enough gotta wrap up there's so much we want to dive into so we got to do this again for sure man yeah man you're a great storyteller amazing life so far you're only what 20 23 nearly well 24 next week so i'll just I'll, oh yeah I'll just claim that. yeah we can say that. happy birthday to yeah. you right now nice um but mike can you just let the audience know like where they can find your youtube channel your instagram um you have like an amazing like depository of, of videos you're back on youtube you did youtube when you're little we saw the the video where you like basically spiral broke your leg yeah and that was intense but um you know it's just so neat to see you document documenting uh documenting your like early years yeah and then now you're gonna be documenting more and you have been through instagram but it's just like you said, to be able to go back with your mates like years later, just look upon just to it, look yeah. to see your growth, and that's what I want to get into like your mindset. How do you like approach fear? How like cavalier you were when you're younger, and now like you have like the experience, sort of the risk management, understanding like how to reverse engineer like a particular skill or move instead of just fucking going like yeah like yeah. cowbunga and just you know because that was what i was doing i just thought that's what you do you saw that growing up but you didn't know like the intricacies of what it took for like professionals to get to this level yeah and it wasn't like an a to z moment it was like a a and a half to b b and a half you know yeah. it's just like that kind of thing so um but yeah go ahead and you know share where your handle is and yeah well um you can reach me on pretty much anything like it's it's literally just my name like it's that was available on everything so it's just mike hullock um same on youtube same on instagram and then i think on facebook it's just mike hullock bmx so reach me on either of them free um i'm more likely to reply quickly on instagram uh don't really use facebook i've got like i just use like the little app to monitor your page really because don't really dive into that but yeah, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, hit me up on there. It's just Mike Hullock, check out my content. There'll be more to come. And can okay. you spell uh, Hullock? Uh, oh, yeah, so right. So a lot of people tend to have problems with my last name. So it's H-U-L-L-O-C-K, Hullock. Beautiful. And uh, again, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for, you know, your testimonial on like, 
wearing your wrist, your experience with the electroequiscope, the uh, documentation. It's almost like a like a documentary yeah, of yeah. like your healing process. So now you can share to the world that you found something that actually works. Yeah. Uh, the process behind it and how other people can get access to something like this. Um, you know, basically reaching through us on this channel or, you know, thorpeinstitute.com or uh, Intel Bio, so I-N-T-E-L-L-B-I-O.com to find a local technician near you. Yeah. Um, but just the fact that you can share this to the world, you know it works, and, um, you know, let the community know that there's other options, yeah, you know, definitely. like surgeries, last resort. Obviously, it's very important to help you put you back together. But here's this other thing that can, like you said, shortcut the healing process Definitely. and, um, you know, get you back to doing what you love. So yeah. thanks a lot, bro. Thank you very much. For and we, uh, hopefully the next time we do this, it'll be at your home turf. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we could do some storytelling over there. Might be able to even show you some places that some stories have gone down. Yeah. But yeah, definitely get into it. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for the hospitality. And thank you very much for getting on board to help me help me get back on my bike and and help me with this this shortcut and uh yeah i'm I'm just i'm just amazed at what the machine does and and, and how quickly you notice the results so i'll definitely be singing all about all about liverpool and all about the uk about about you too awesome so, yeah, man very much appreciated can't wait to party much. there yeah you know it <laughs> all right brother. Over, we'll get the party on cheers <laughs>